The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Pilsner, Pilsner, Pilsner. <laughs> but this time we're actually getting a Czech Pilsner. Going to the source. Yeah, which that's where they were. And this is like all the way back from 1842. Wow. Yeah. And it's a Czech Pilsner. And it's Pilsner Urquell. Urquell, I think. Urquell, I yeah. think, yeah. And uh, it, it'll it be interesting because this is the original Pilsner. One of the originals. Mm-hmm. It's the, with the way they make it. It's got an interesting smell. Yeah, you smell that? It's a little bit... Fruity in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. So not too many not too many bubbles. Not not too many bubbles. The hops aren't too forward. No, they're they're muted. Yes. Yes. So you get mm. the flavor, but it doesn't linger. So you get that refreshment too. This is a great beer. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit bitter in the aftertaste though. Mm-hmm. But we noticed that on the last one. Well the last one. one was very bitter in the aftertaste. Yeah. So hmm. You know, it's a very light beer. It's it doesn't have a heavy hopsy sort of flavor, which is actually surprising because what makes a Pilsner a Pilsner is the hops. Yeah, so they say that since 1842, they use the same farming Ooh. and the same grains huh. and the same methods since 1842. It's a very light beer. So what is that? That's like, it's almost 200 years pretty soon. Yeah. It's 180 and some change. But I mean, that's that's a lot of long time for a brewing. And I, to be honest... I haven't had this Pilsner before, oh. but I have seen this Pilsner all throughout my life sure. like in beer cabinets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it obviously has been around forever. Yeah, no, it has. You know, I'm drinking it thinking about like, where does it Number fit for two. me in beer? Mm-hmm. Just in beer generally. Oh, in beer, yeah. And I don't think it, for me, it's such a light beer that it doesn't compare to like a, even a lager. Right, it's right. Well, it's, it's a variation of a lager. I, I know what I'm yeah. saying. It doesn't even compare to that. Like the lagers have more weight than this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can see like in a hot day, this would just go down like water. Yes. You know. Yeah. Of the ones we've tried, I still think I like the number two. Number two, the best. I'm thinking so because I'm not sure. I'm because number two wasn't bitter. No. And I don't know if I like the bitter part. Now, that's weird I say that because I know that I enjoy porters and stouts. And all beers are bitter. And they have a bitterness to them, but yeah. I expect it because of the darkness. Mm-hmm. When it's so light like this, I'm not sure if I expect it. Yeah, I, 
I'm not fond of the bitter aftertaste of the hops, mm-hmm. which is why I tend to go to, to lagers that mm-hmm. tend not to have hops in them as mm-hmm. much. But, you know, we've tried, this is the fourth or fifth one we've tried. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one of the easiest to drink, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have as good a flavor as the second one. Right. I think is how right. it So that's how I'm sitting to too. Yeah. This is probably number two, but it's not number one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so chapter 19. 19. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a cool chapter, actually. Yeah, I like this one because they unfold him as a billionaire in several ways. Yeah, she unfolds Dan's world in a way that is super appealing to Amy. Mm -hmm. And you get this introduction of Dan and Amy to each other as regular people, not yes. outside of the sex work construct. Correct. But to get there, they first have a scene, which is, you know, cool. And Dan has brought her this amazing gift that she doesn't open. Yeah, they leave the gift upstairs and go down to the dungeon. because she well, The other he, way around, he, yeah. Yeah, ups, yeah, and they go into the dungeon, but he offered her to open it yeah. then, and she declined. Right. Right. And then after the scene, which, you know, is pretty hot, there's this little conversation about she gets who he is and he gets who she is, and they agree to take it upstairs mm-hmm. and sort of get out of their sex worker-client relationship mm-hmm. and just have a conversation. And she opens a bottle of wine and they have this conversation, and it's a little bit stilted, but it's a little bit... Like sincere, you know, it's like regular people talking. Yeah, and she's she's very mindful of not trying to come on too familiar. Yeah, she's she's wanting she, to keep her professional distance. Yeah. And she also knows she's talking to a guy who can buy and sell her a thousand times. Yeah, exactly. Who probably has a position in his business for her, mm-hmm. for her skills and for her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what to do with this because it's a conflict for her. Because on yeah. one hand... The introduction is to her as a sex worker, and that's where her integrity is. Right. And she doesn't want to step over that. But at the same time, she's sort of drawn to him. Yeah. And he's drawn to her. He finds her very attractive. And through the process, they end up where they end the evening with a passionate kiss. Yeah. And he also reveals that he knows who she is. Like yes. we like we predicted in the prior chapter. Yeah. I said, he's a billionaire. He's going to find out Figure who she out. is, right? right? Yeah. So he does exactly that. He caught, He knows, you know, that she can talk about convertibles. And right. so that's part of the issue that red flags for him. Mm. And then he talks to Erica and tries to dig for information. But Erica's cool about it and basically says, yes, yeah, she's trustworthy. You know, he's, yeah. she's surfacey. Right. But gives away the typical things that he already knew, like she went to Harvard, this kind of thing. And so then he does the rest of the research himself. Right. Because he knows exactly what company or, or, she worked or for. Or he has somebody in his team do the research. Well, you're right. 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 I'm sure he didn't do it exactly. But, yeah. but he knows exactly the company she worked for and the, et cetera. And so he lets that out of the bag. Right. And she feels vulnerable. So there it feels like there's a power shift happening. Right. And then she had been holding close to the cuff that whole information that she knew who he was. Right. Because of the name spelling that in right. Erica's files. And so she thought, okay, game on. You're going to make me feel vulnerable. I'm going to do the same. And so right. she took power back by telling him 
achieve. Well, I know who you are. Yeah. And you could tell he got he got rigid. A little bit little bit tripped out by that. Yeah. But even so, with all of that back and forth power, without really there's no animosity or anger going on. They're just no. kind of posturing. It still ended in a kiss. A passionate kiss. Mm-hmm. A passionate kiss that caused him before, even before they kissed, to invite her to London, which she turned yeah. down. Yeah. And when she called Erica, Erica said, don't do the overseas trips. Yeah. So, so that was, that was <laughs> so good it was like a good instinct for her. Right. Yeah. But Dan makes this observation on the following morning, he calls her and he's mm-hmm. clearly interested in her. Yeah. He calls her again. He calls her in the morning, right? First thing to, before he goes off to London to just kind of connect with her and mm-hmm. let her know that he finds her attractive beyond being his sex worker, mm-hmm. his dominatrix. But he gives her a really powerful compliment, which is he says, you know, you're a complete natural at this, you know, mm-hmm. like you totally read, you know, you're not, you're not playing, like you get the world. And and that's really the world that has been created for her. Mm-hmm. She She's naturally dominant. Yes. And so this is just a absolute confirmation of that expression in that moment. Mm-hmm. And Amy's conflicted because on one hand, She's kind of intrigued by him. Yeah. Now we're getting into her emotional connection to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Erica, who she called, conjures up this notion of the girlfriend experience in, in sex workers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's the girlfriend experience? It's where you get together with a hooker who treats you like a boyfriend. Like they sort of have dinner with you and they kiss you and they hug you and they do all of that. And then they go off and there's really no girlfriend. It's just a girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, that's what that leads to. So you should Google it and read about it mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. But she sits with that and she's thinking to herself, is he for real? Is his interest genuine? Mm-hmm. Is he playing me? Is he posturing? Like she's just conflicted. And she, you know, like people make meaning out of things. So her sure. mind's going 100 miles an hour. And so she's making all this meaning. And for every positive thing she thinks about or intention that she thinks is positive, she finds a another little green monster that is telling her, well, this could be happening. So she's kind of back and forth in her head and ruminating on this. Yeah. However, I think the chapter brings us to an interesting place in Mm -hmm. the conversation because there's more to learn Mm -hmm. about what their relationship's going to unfold. Right. And there are yet other clients that are going to be coming in because she declines the trip to London. Yes. And so it'll be interesting to see, this is just one client. She's only had like two or three others that mm-hmm. we've learned about. Right. And this is the ethos of what's happening in that world. Mm-hmm. And now we've got other clients coming in that could be interesting other yeah. scenarios. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So that was chapter 19. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!